the Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom, Harmony. Nice to see you, Allie Kaplan. We, I was here last week. You Don't pull that. You were not here last week. Oh, was I not here no. last week? You were here two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, you were not here last week. And prior to that, you were gone blur. for like a month or something. <laughs> you were in Washington, D.C. it's a busy schedule. Yeah, and we didn't know if you were coming back, if you were taking over the White House. Right. Or what I wish. I wish right. I could. Oh, we actually. wish that. <laughs> um, but we're I, happy to have you. Thanks here. so much. Appreciate it. Um, I will say this. Well, first of all, I mean, about DC, uh, I did get over to the National Portrait Gallery. That was the I one. Th- I was there for a conference for Twin Cities Business for like businessy stuff. Yeah, you know, like, like acting for like business an magazines, right? And I really was working. I was worried because you know what happens? Like you only post the pictures of like the fun stuff, not the conference, because that's not that doesn't it's make for good fun. pictures. Right. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, gosh, my bosses probably think I'm just doing all these other oh. things because I'm posting pictures. But I did get out to Bethesda, which has a really cute shopping area. Really, I don't yes. think I've been to Bethesda. Yeah, Bethesda is like, it's a little bit like 50th in France, but with a lot of stores. But but here's the thing, between going to Bethesda and just, you know, charming buildings in the streets and the sidewalk cafes, but when you actually look at what stores were there, and then I was in, and then I was in Georgetown, which I love Georgetown, same thing. All the same stores. Sure. There are no boutiques left. It's just all I mean, the national. I mean, you know, in, once you get in, like, on the interior, like, Bethesda, the shopping district has, like, this, you know, kind of center... Um, Courtyard, Gar- yeah, like, like a, a exactly, yeah. like a courtyard. And on the interior of the courtyard, not visible from the streets, there were some... You know, boutiques that I had never heard of that are probably a one-off. But I mean, most of the stores, you know, it's Lululemon and it's, you know, Sephora and Dry Bar is there. You know, I mean, cute stores, but, you know, there's a Kate Spade store and just all the same ones. And same thing in Georgetown. It's kind of a bummer. Yeah, it is. Well, anyway, anyway, we're glad you're back. Thank you. I am so glad to be here. Um, And I, yeah, I said I did get to go to the National Portrait Gallery and I had read just a couple months ago how it is so hard to get in to see the Obamas. Yeah, well, probably the really impossible. I tried, but the port, but the portraits that the line yeah. that the lines were so long, and that they had to move Michelle to a bigger gallery oh, really? for the crowds. I walked right in. I mean, well, there were people, but it, but I mean, it wasn't hard at maybe all. Maybe you were just there on a good day. I don't know. But I have to say, I don't know if I had ever been to the National Portrait Gallery, I must admit, because I it's not right either. on the mall with the rest of the, with most of the Smithsonian buildings, yeah. you know, like where yeah. the natural oh, history yeah. and the space museum. Yeah, it's, it's just a few blocks off, closer to the White House, but it is a beautiful museum. I highly recommend it if you're in D.C. There's just so many cool pieces and there was a whole um, sports portrait exhibit and a silhouette, thing. just a lot of really cool stuff. Okay. Highly recommended. Uh, what'd you do this week? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. All righty. Maybe it was something interesting, but I can't remember right okay. now. Okay. You know, All right. Hope you got anything? Got anything new? <laughs> well, you know, it was Pride this past <laughs> oh, weekend. I so made it back for Pride. You made it back. So I that was my big. I made it back to Loring Park. Good. Yes. What, what, what did you do for Pride? I Yeah, I went walked through Loring Park and then um, went downtown with friends and made friends. And, you know, and the, I went to the Twins game. <laughs> Oh, Funny enough, twice you? that weekend. Wow. Twice? Yes, one with college friends, and then Sunday, my best friend, she's like, I'm with family, but I have an extra ticket if you want to come. Oh. So I did that after the parade. Oh, that sounds like fun. Did <laughs> yeah, they win was, either game? I th- One night I was there. 
Okay. I, I don't really pay attention. Sorry, oh. Harmony. I'm there to socialize. Oh, oh Hope, I don't know what to do. I know. With you. There's nowhere I'd rather be than right here with the two of you right now, of course. Of course. But I have to say, and I'm a little surprised at you, Mom, super, super Twins fan that you are, yeah, that you didn't tell me the Twins are playing the Cubs right. this weekend, which really? happens once a decade I or something. I did not realize myself that it was going to be three games with the White Sox yes. and then three games with the and Cubs. And I know somebody who went to, to I mean that would be so fun yeah, to go to was. Wrigley Field but see the twins I know they were talking about how all that could have ivy, been there I know all that ivy that's out you know in the outfield yeah sometimes a ball gets caught there mm-hmm. and they said the outfielders sometimes go to get a ball and it's not the ball from that game there oh, are funny. balls that have gotten caught <laughs> that are just the there. Yeah, yeah. So you never know what's going to show up. I wow. Guess. Well, I feel kind of like a, a kid in a candy store this weekend because um, my personal, my team, the team that I have to chaperone for and do the drives for, oh, that would be the ten-year-old oh, oh, little yes, league team. Yes. We're on a, a bit of a holiday break, oh, which of course I didn't know was it's coming. Like the all-star break. Is it, is, what it is. Yes, we're having an all-star <laughs> break through the fifth, and I feel like, oh my gosh, what should we do? We actually don't have to be sitting out at a field all you don't day. Mean have to? You mean you don't want get to, to? Want right, right, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, let's get. So we're trying straight. to do all of the summer things in the next few days. Okay, That's well, for I hope sure. that works out for. Um, Well, turning to retail headlines, yesterday was the absolute end of the road for Toys R Us. Yeah. You know what? What I think was the saddest part, I mean, you know, just get you a little, you know, verklempt. Really? You're verklempt over Toys R Us? About this part of it. Um, They posted a sign and the message was, thanks to each of you who shared your amazing journey to and through parenthood with us and to every grandparent, aunt, uncle, brother, and sister who's built a couch cushion, a rocket ship, made up a hero adventure, or invented something gooey. Promise us just this one thing. Don't ever grow up. Play on. And, you know, that was their song was, you know, I'll never grow up. You know, do you remember that? Right, yeah, I'm a Toys R Us kid. kid. And uh, that, I thought, was just kind of touching that they did that. But the brand itself is not totally going away right? Um, because there's a, a company, Fairfax Financial Holding, and they bought the profitable Canada, Canadian stores, and they're still going to operate under the Toys R Us name and also, I guess, in Asia. Well, so, but, and there was talk, at least a week ago, there was talk that, I don't know if it was the CEO or someone at the top, was thinking about trying to buy the intellectual property. That, oh, that the the, the merchandise, that. what was left of the inventory, was separate. Right. But was trying to basically buy the branding to you know uh, potentially restart it. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Know. I mean, I, I guess know. the the bigger question is just you know like is the era of that sort of I big box so. toy store? Oh well, I mean, first of all, there are big box stores that carry all kinds of toys. You know, like a Target or like a you know a Walmart or whatever, yeah. and. Then when you deal with Amazon or you deal with some little, you know, specialties, I just don't think it's going to come back. Well, but but it is interesting. This is a big enough closure and the impact that Toys R Us had in that category that there are reverberations. I think, first of all, it presents an, an amazing opportunity for local retailers, for yeah. smaller, more specialty stores. It's frankly great news for them, even thinking like, you know, places like Creative Kids Stuff right. and Kitty Wampus, you know, really small that it's just, you know, 
once again emphasizing the impact that that neighborhood store right can have. where they can help you and help you choose toys yeah, that and are be right sort of part to, of the community yeah. i think about um what's it called that's on uh, grand avenue where they've you know they sort of cater to the tweens oh, and you know not- Something with pods or um, um, no? What are they called? Oh my goodness! I'll look it up. But but you know they've really become a destination. They do game nights and they have you know and kids are coming there to like hang out. Oh really? Nobody was doing that at Toys R Us. So it's no. it's just a new you know a new model. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, but Party City, you know those like party yes. stores. Yeah. Which frankly can be very handy. I have to say. Sure. I mean they have got some good stuff there. Yeah. Um, Whether you're they partying are or planning, not. They are planning. Um, Fifty pop-up toy stores. Yeah. They're, they see an opportunity and they are, um, they're planning, I guess, around Halloween time, just like those, you know, Halloween stores pop right, up. Right. They do those. They do Halloween oh, it's part city of them. and they're planning to do party city pop-ups, pop-up toy shops for the holiday season. Oh, okay. Uh, which I guess makes sense. Well, I mean, Halloween's become really big, so we know that, you know, that's probably a good thing that they're doing yeah. that. Yeah. Um, this, so then the, uh, there's other, the, there's a lot of other like liquidation and, uh, and closure sort of news. Um, have you been in Herbergers lately? I have not. I have not been in Herbergers, but I mean, in all honesty, I never, was a really big Herberger shopper. Well, but this I ha- is kind of a funny one. Yeah, I think so you too. You know, and, and I will say, when Herbergers first announced that they were going out of business and they are going out of business completely, they are yes. closing, yeah. um, you know, Herbergers was a place that was always known for doing discounts on a, on right. a regular day right. everything was on sale and they were a big couponing kind of place and then came the liquidation and things were like 10% off. Yeah. And and any true Herberger's customers like uh, I'm not even work. looking until it's sixty percent off. And sure enough, the it kind of backfired. Well, sure it did. And I, they were they actually started their going out of business sale um, towards the end of April. Yep. And it was supposed to last for ten to twelve weeks. Yeah. Well, they've extended that right. until the end of August. They can't get rid of all of it. There's no. still tons of stuff in the Herberger stores. Have you guys been there? What do you think? Are you do you feel like the discounts are getting good enough? Our number is six five one six four one one oh seven one. Well, the thing is that, you know, they say with going out of business, things should certainly be at least thirty to fifty percent off. And people were looking at that and seeing that it wasn't like that and they weren't coming back. Um it's very interesting. Erwin Jacobs, who is locally um very well known he's a the founder of jacobs trading and they kind of buy up a lot of goods when stores close and things like that he said that the starting point of 10 percent was ridiculous and if people think the discounts are too low they don't come back Mm -hmm. and i think you know that's part of the problem um he, he said that sam's club when they closed in st louis park earlier this year they started the discounts at 25 percent went to 50 and then 75 percent and basically nothing was left when mm-hmm. they closed. So I don't know what Herbergers was thinking if they were going to just try to make a little extra profit. Yeah. Um, it's sort of weird. Closing the or if they just weren't feeling any real urgency to, yeah, to, to anyway. get out of their uh, yeah. stores. Oh, we do have a couple of people calling. We've got to take a quick break. So hang on and we'd love to hear from you, all of you bargain hunters at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back to, to continue the conversation after this. 
you're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom, Harmony, and we've got some Herbergers Bargain Hunters Ooh, okay. on the phone. We were talking about the fact that Herbergers has been a little weird about how they've been liquidating that for a retailer that was known and perhaps it was part of their downfall, known for, you know, couponing and heavy discounting on their best days, then they start their liquidation to go out of business and had really kind of small discounts exactly. that didn't resonate with customers and now they've extended the liquidation because stuff hasn't been moving. Right, so till the end of August. Julie is on the line. Julie, are you a Herberger's regular? What has your experience been with the going out of business sale? Well, I don't, my mom is a Herberger's regular, so by default I became somewhat of a Herberger's regular. A um, couple weeks ago I was out shopping looking for a very specific kind of a top. Had been a lot of places, popped into Rosedale, and I honestly didn't even think of Herbergers because her sale was going on so long. I figured there'd be nothing left. Right. And I went in, and there was a lot of stuff left, mm-hmm. um, but there were some great prices. Like, I got a really a $72 dress for 10 bucks. Ooh, that's a good yeah. deal. And it's okay. really cute. And I got, like, two scarves, a pair of super fun sunglasses, little kitty ears that I'll be wearing to the Cat Video Festival. <laughs> um, Perfect. A fabulous straw hat, you know, for the beach, and a two two tops that fit the bill of the specific kind of top I was looking for, and um, something else. It was like 120 bucks total. So wow. you did really okay. well. So there you go. The discounts have kicked in, and there's yeah. still a lot left, so that's good to know. Well, happy yep. shopping, Julie. Enjoy your purchases. Thanks for calling Thanks. in. Um, Karen is also on the line. Karen, what has your experience been with the Herberger's liquidation? Not the same as Julie. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us. I went specifically looking for luggage, thinking, hey, they're having a closeout. Maybe I can get a great new suitcase. Sure. And what it seemed to me is, you know how there's often like a three-piece set of luggage yeah. for 200 bucks or whatever? It seemed like they had separated them out and now listed oh. them all at full price and then had the discount marked because... Like eighty dollars was the cheapest suitcase I could get. Oh, I'm like, okay. uh, not a deal. I'll be leaving. Yeah. So you didn't find what you wanted at all. Not at all. And there was lots of luggage there. Hmm. Huh. Okay. Well, will you go back? Yeah. No. You won't. You're yeah. done. See, that's, that's the it problem. for her burgers. Yeah. yeah, exactly what the experts were saying in that story, that if, right. if you aren't dazzled by the discounts the first time in, you're probably not going to yeah. return unless that's... you're really devoted and, right. and looking. But all right. Thanks for sharing your experience, Karen. Appreciate it. So kind of a mixed bag. Um, but I guess the, the news is the the liquidation sale at her burgers goes on for several more weeks yeah, through August. Well, really like two months. And I think we're just now starting to see the, the the bigger discounts, but there's still a lot left. So it might actually be the perfect time to, yeah, to go I'll check to it check out. check out the Southdale when, I, when I'm over there. Okay. I've been in there. I'll, All right, do I'll, that. I'll get back to you. Um, okay, so did you see this story, Mom, that I shared with you about um, Sears doing handwritten so Sears is closing I mean it's hard to believe every every day I feel like there's a new headline about you know Sears is closing another 20 stores another 50 stores and like how many more are there yeah but they're closing they added 10 more to their list of 68 that they had already said they were closing. okay so get this uh Business Insider had a story yesterday about Sears debuting handwritten signs in the store 
And instead of the, the printed theory, signs that we're used to seeing. Right. Seem. It's just like a, 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 a white board. Right. If you took one of those magic marker things yeah. or whatever and write on it so you can erase it easily and, and rewrite. And on it, it's just messy writing that says yeah. 63% off. Yeah. And it says it was $47.99. Now it's $17.99. And here's the weird thinking about this. No, they didn't run out of signs. They think that you might be more compelled by the discounts if it's handwritten. Would well, that work on you guys? That's one of the things that they said. And then there were others who thought, first of all, Sears wouldn't respond to questions about this. And they, there are those who feel that, in, you know, in the retail business, who say it's most likely part of an effort to slash printing costs mm-hmm. because they can just do these quickly and they can handwrite them and and then rewrite whatever you know needs to be yeah. changed on them. Well, they look kind of shabby, but just then, a little bit. But yes. then, is that perhaps the point? I don't know. Uh, Deborah is, is on the line. Deborah has some thoughts on on her burgers and on on liquidations. Hi, Deborah. Hi. Have you been? How in? are you guys? Good. Good. Have you been bargain shopping? Well, I ordered online a couple purses, which were good deals At, from her burgers. Yes. Okay. Yeah, this is kind of a horror story. Uh oh. Um, I wasn't receiving the product, wasn't receiving, so I called FedEx because that was the way I ordered it, and they said they never received the purses. Oh. And that I should contact Herbers. I contacted them, and they said that after I ordered, they ran out of the product. But they okay. never let you know that. No, and they refused to refund me on the money. <gasps> Oh, even what? though they and didn't deliver the the goods? Yeah, and it never made it out of packaging, they said, out of the warehouse. And I told them, like, well, then I need my money back. Right. And so they said, you have to deal with your bank or credit card. We're doing no refunds. So I used my bank card. So I ended up having to contact my bank, fill all the paperwork out as a fraud dispute, had to cancel my card and oh. issue a new card, and my bank refunded me the money. But how much was it? Can I ask you that? It was like a four hundred dollar. Oh, oh wow! Oh, oh that my was gosh. a lot of money. Then. Wow. What a pain! I, I do yeah, one. So. It'd be very interesting to to ask the Better Business Bureau when when a company is in going out of business yeah. mode. Even if they are still selling online, is it like, a, you know, should you stay away? Is I, it not yeah, a good idea? That surprises me that they're still selling online. I didn't realize that. I thought it was strictly in the stores. And if they, well, this is about a month ago. And they're still, it's still, you can go online and order. You can. But if it, the product was out of stock, they shouldn't have processed my order to right. begin with. Right. Right. Wow. So it was like a month and a half hassle to get everything taken care of. And my Ugh. bank is who refunded me. Oh, what a pain. Well, I'm glad, glad you got your money back. And Deborah, you know what you might do with that money if you're still looking for a bag? Kate Spade <laughs> opened a new outlet just this weekend. Right. <laughs> Seriously, good segue. At um, at Twin Cities Premium, there's already one at Albertville, but yeah. just for the opening weekend, they're doing like 70% off oh, everything really? in the store. Yeah, Normally, oh, it'll... No, right now, now it's happening. It's start, they opened yesterday, the Kate Spade outlet at Twin Cities Premium in Egan. It opened yesterday and the sale goes through July 5th. And I heard from several people who were there. There was some confusion in the morning because for some reasons 
people thought it was opening an hour earlier than it was. Yeah. But they were okay with the wait because once they got in, they said the deals were really amazing. Well, I think it's wonderful that you're helping her to spend her $400. <laughs> well, it's our, it's right. our duty as shop girls, That's right? right? It is. Thanks for calling, Deborah. Glad it all worked out in the end. <laughs> Um, when we get back, I'm really excited to introduce you to our next guest. They're a husband and wife interior design duo, and they are headed for prime time. That's coming up next on Shop Girls. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. Hope your steamy Saturday is off to a great start. I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom, Harmony. Um, sorry for the little tease. Um, Heather and, and Bill are going to be here. I'm sorry, Brad. Heather and Brad are going to be here um, Maybe that's soon. the problem. Maybe she's with Bill. <laughs> don't start no, rumors mother no, I'm sorry. um anyway we will we will get to our guests um in just a little bit but we have tons more headlines to get to in the meantime um first of all warby parker yeah you heard the news that warby parker after three is it already three years that believe, uh, they yes. were since they yeah. opened within Askov finlayson they are going to open their own store which was always frankly the plan yeah. and is is good news because it means the store is working. It's right. a success. They're doing well. The bad thing would have been if they said, okay, we're done and we're just taking off. So right. they are staying in the North Loop and they are going to open their own store yeah. on Washington right. Avenue. They'll be at 113 North Washington. So you know what that is? It's the yes. former Roe Wolf space. Well, they said it was a former Kittenace space. No, Kittenace was upstairs. Okay. And they're going to well, be. Well, but that's what they did say in an article. That it was that the I building read. that Kittenace was yeah. in. Yeah. But it'll be on the main floor. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. that you can see it when yep. you come by. Yeah, yep. that and, building. And so right next to Bonobos. Now, the yeah. thing that I think is the most encouraging about this is if anybody can draw traffic over to that block of Washington Avenue, it's Warby Parker. I feel like people will go out of the way. The, that that you block, know I have trouble with directions. Oh my is that God. where Sex Here World we go. is? Yes, mother. That's your oh. good point of reference. Yes, it's where <laughs> Sex World oh, is. Oh, yeah. so that's why they can't get people over there. No, it is oh, not. No, they get plenty not. of people over I'm there. I'm sure oh, lots of people are going over the there. Wrong. <laughs> it's the wrong people. Oh, well, no. That is, is, they're not shopping for... You're clothes. the one who needed that as a reference. Well, <laughs> so, Rolf was on that block for a long time okay. kitten ace was upstairs which was never the best no, idea no. to be upstairs no nope. um other stores there was a sort of um a, a bag brand a national brand that was there for a while you know came and went there's certain stores that have been here there forever like the bike store um but it's a tough corner and the reason why it's so high visibility it's across from whole foods but there is this sort of natural barrier when you're in the North Loop that like it, that doesn't feel as it sort of feels like the edge of the neighborhood. And it's a right. big, busy four lane street. And I think when people are over by Martin Patrick three or walking even over by the bachelor farmer, it feels a little more contained and yes. neighborhoody. I mean, I remember with Roe Wolf when they moved off of Washington over to, you know, where they were kitty corner to ask up and Lason, which would seem like a, a quieter street, but it actually was better. Yeah, No, I know what you mean. That's a, it's a different atmosphere, a different feeling. But um, they have obviously done really well in Ascoff in Laysen. And uh, Eric Dayton said he hopes that Ascoff and other shops and restaurants will continue to benefit from 
the fact that they are going to be there, but just moving nearby. And, and you know, it's a good indicator that retail's doing well. It's good for the area. neighborhood. They've done really well. You know, um, th- there was talk in that story that, that you mentioned, you know, that oftentimes they seemed to have the biggest crowd in Ascoff Lace. Yeah. And it's true. I mean, if you walked into the store. And the smallest area. The, too. Right. Yeah. That in the back of the store, it was um, it was just packed back yeah. there. They're so popular and people. And it, it, it's also so interesting in terms of Warby Parker's evolution, because as you may know, they started out as a digital first brand. They had no intention of doing bricks and mortar. They were supposed to be the alternative right. to bricks and exactly. mortar. They were doing glasses for 99 bucks and, you know, yeah. get one for one. And they were going to just send them right to you. You could try them on, send them back, the whole business. But everybody wants, especially with that kind of experience, wanted a store experience. I think it's so interesting because they now have more than 70 stores right. in the U.S. and right. Canada. And they're planning to open almost 20 more by the end of the year because people love the brand they love the product but fundamentally with glasses you want to go in and yeah. try them on you want to get them fit it's just easier yeah than sending back and exactly forth in some exactly. ways it just seems to make easier more sense. to go in and do it and it's kind of fun it, it's fun to go with friends and try on the glasses and the people who work there are experts and and you know really helpful but you notice even when you're in the store that they are a they think like a digital brand and what i mean by that is you know everything is centralized online so what do you, you mean well I, at first it bothered me the first time glasses, I, yeah, yeah, the, first I time I, the first time i went in to buy a pair and like they wouldn't give me the number of the local store to follow oh, up they're like here's, here's the number and i'm like oh i don't want to have to go through a central customer service well guess what everything every order has a number everything you've done online is connected to the store it's all one seamless process they keep track they send you emails they let you know what's happening it is so easy because they oh, think digitally okay. they keep track of it digitally and even though it's a store experience they still take care of you order in the store but then they send them directly to you oh they do but mm-hmm. then you have to bring them in to get them fit maybe or maybe oh, you don't you know what i just got glasses two pair and i mean i love my eye bobs as you i know. know you're a big fan of the eye bobs and I went in when they were ready and they needed straightening and they needed one pair needed tightening. I mean, it's very rare to just pick them up and really have them fit right. So I, I don't see why that's an advantage to have glasses sent to you. I think you need to be in a store. That's just my opinion. Okay. Well, I mean, that's, and that's why they're opening stores too. I think it is a kind of a high touch thing. And I think especially everybody talks about experience, 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 and that is a product that completely lends yep. itself to an actual yep. uh, bricks and mortar experience. Absolutely. So we don't have a timeline yet. I talked to the Warby Parker folks yesterday. They don't have yeah, um, specifics year, yet. Though. I'm, you know, I'm guessing it'll be in the fall. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, you know, I don't think Ascoff and Laysen will miss a beat. They've got plans for the store. They just hired a designer, kind of a big deal right. from, uh, what do you Under call Armour. it? From Under Armour, yeah. right. They hired someone who is moving to the market and who is, you know, going to start developing extensions and and new products yep you know ask up and lace and has done their own pants and shorts they do t-shirts obviously they do all the north merchandise but i think you're going to see that continue to evolve and turn into more of like a full full full-on line right so right that's what's happening there um this was kind of a um a, a funny little story you know we were talking about um Sears and her burgers and, and all of these closings and Toys R Us and, you know, along with Sears, you know, Kmart 
goes hand in hand, same right. company and everything, and they've been closing lots of stores. We're down to just a couple of Kmart stores yeah. in this market. But you know the Kmart that is kind of in Uptown? It's right on Nicollet. That blocks, that you yes. can't drive straight because Correct. the store is in your way? That store. Yeah. Okay. It. So, and isn't that store kind of a head scratcher? Like, there it is. It's been there have for years. Have you ever been in it? I have. Oh, I haven't. And it's, you know, it just seems like a relic. It's sort of like, why is it still here? Yeah. The city is desperate to get rid of that store. Oh. They want to open the street. It blocks of the course, street. Yes, it's a pain. And that was sort of the thinking back in the day. They they did that on purpose. Well, now they want to get rid of it. And guess what? Kmart doesn't want to leave. And they have they have a um, lease. We did a story. Ever, we what? did a story in the July issue of Twin Cities Business yeah. um, about that store. They have a they have like a ten year lease, and Kmart loves that store. It is really? one. It of does their, well. It does great. It's oh one of their goodness. most successful stores because it is. There's just nothing else right there. Right, it's right in the heart. For, so yeah. It's very convenient for a lot of people and they say it's very successful. It serves the customers in the surrounding community and they have absolutely no intention of getting out. Get this, their lease runs until 2053. Oh, that's not 10 years, honey. That's <laughs> a whole more? lot more I'm than reading further. So 2053. Why and Kmart ever- says they won't budge Unless they get a new store on that site. They want the city to basically build them a new store. And the city's like, uh, no, just get out. And, and the, they don't want to leave. The nearest target, they said, is two miles east. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, people really use this. But why did the city ever give them a lease that ran that long? I don't know. I mean, that's I don't a know. long lease. The city has been doing everything they can. They've been campaigning. They actually issued a press release saying they would like to see a mixed-use, multi-story development. They also want to make it into a through street, you know, reorganizing the whole flow of traffic there. Right. Um, but Kmart's not going anywhere. Isn't it funny? I mean, it's just they that's may close every so... store in the country, but they are not moving off of Nicollet. I want to go there now and see what it's like inside. Do you think it's, it's nice? It's just a normal store. No. Just, oh, you it's, really don't. No, it's not nice. You think it's just that it's convenient it's not because there nice. isn't it's anything just, else? Unfortunately, it's sort of the only game in town for a lot of people who probably are shopping on foot, who are using yeah. public transportation, or who just live right in the area, and so they use that store. But no, it's not. It's not nice. Oh. Well, it just I is. Till twenty, <laughs> but it's just a quirky story. Yeah, I love that story. Burl Gilliard did that in our um, in the July issue of Twin Cities Business, which you can get online right now. TCBMag.com. That so. is crazy. Yes, indeed. You know the other thing that um, you had had sent me was about J Crew and Madewell, and how J Crew just nothing seems to be um, working. <laughs> it's, it's like rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. And I have to say, I mean, have you been in there recently? Because it is not what J. Crew was. I mean, it just does not have the same kind of merchandise. It, it feels like the outlet. Yes. I, I feel yes. like increasingly there is very little difference between the J. Crew stores in the mall, what the few that are left yeah. here in this market, and the outlet. They they just the they're kind of the, yeah yeah mm-hmm. mercantile um I, yeah I go to the one over at um by Knollwood yeah and 
you know, and the J Crew factory I, right now has fifty percent off on everything. Oh. In case you're interested in that. Yeah, I mean, like, I've still been buying, like, T-shirts for my boys and button-downs. And, you know, I bought my husband a polo. There, You know, like, for basics, yeah. it's fine. But, no, you can, t- the, the material isn't the same. Everything feels a little cheaper. Well, the fit they, isn't as yeah. good. And it feels like they just keep recycling styles that they used to, they used to do. Right. And yet, Madewell, part of the same company, they keep doing well. They do, but Madewell is so much smaller. It's it's easier to be successful when you're that much smaller. But yeah. Madewell just seems to have a whole different mindset. First of all, it's just it's cooler right now, so it's just yeah. easier to ride that wave. And done they a are whole they're denim. treating themselves like more of a um, startup where you know if something you know they want to be a disruptor, and if something isn't working, they're quicker to to get rid of right. it, and they're going to focus on the things that are. They're much more narrowly focused. They've got a yeah. specific look. They're not trying to be everything to everybody Um, and their jeans are great. Yeah, you've said that. I'm going to have to try this. They really are. I have to tell you, my new my newest uh, summer white jeans, I did the high rise. They're like a button fly. I love them. Love them. Okay. This is an unsolicited testimonial. It's true. Okay, that's good to know. Mm -hmm. I was so excited when J. Crew didn't close at Southdale and then it's like Oh, maybe they should have. Yeah. But all right. We're going to talk to Heather and Brad Fox about their new TV show that is straight ahead on Shop Girls. Welcome back. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom, Harmony. So excited to introduce you to our guests. You might have already been reading about them. The buzz is building. It's Heather and Brad Fox of Fox. Uh, what do we call it? Fox. Fox Homes. Fox Homes. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. There's that word. Get the <laughs> that really tricky word. All right. So <laughs> you guys are headed for prime time. We hope, right? Yeah, well, yes. we, 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 we are. We're scheduled yeah. for prime time. Okay, but so. and we're hoping it's going to be on more than just then. Exactly. Right? Which yep. is July July 9th. 9th at 10 p.m. will be the first, uh, the premiere of our episode, Stay or Sell, on HGTV. It's just a pilot at this point. Okay. But if the ratings go well and everyone likes it and wants to see more of it, we'll get picked up for a season. Well, we have no doubt, but let's back up and tell everyone why they should care. So first of all, you're a husband and wife real estate team. And they've been married for 13 years, even though Heather thinks it's 14. It just feels (laughs) like 14. It seems so much longer. (laughs) She figures how old she is, too. Maybe conveniently. That's what you're here for, Brad. Just keep her in line. Okay, so which came first? Were you realtors? Were you working together? Did you get married first and then start working together? How did this go? Well, we actually, uh, we started our real estate careers within months of our wedding. Before our wedding. Before yeah. our wedding. Um, and we also closed on our first house the day before our wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, we left the closing and went to our rehearsal dinner. <laughs> that so, seems appropriate yeah, for right. realtors, I mean, why right? not just pack it in? Yeah. Uh, so real estate's kind of always been part of our relationship. Yeah. That's really intentionally. But so, but, wait. Did you, you meet were, through yeah. real estate? Like, like, were you, oh, okay. No, you weren't we, like in the middle of a living room and both trying to get the clients. <laughs> and Our eyes met across that an open house. Yeah. Oh, you guys could rewrite this. Yes. Yes. That's better. Neither one of us was involved in real estate when we met. We oh. actually, Brad's in a band and we met at one of his shows. So very far from real so estate. So you were a groupie. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. But it, that was my first show that I'd ever seen. So I was a pretty lame groupie. <laughs> so when you got married, did you start working together right away or? We didn't actually. It was almost nine 
eight or nine years in or so. Brad's better at all of the timing than I am. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> but um, we, I, I started with the builder. I worked for the builder. I did um, sales and design and helped clients through that process and really got into that whole side of things, learning how all of it worked. And Yeah, and I went into the independent world helping buyers and sellers. And then we had our second son, our second kid. And Heather decided to be more flexible and join me. And um, that's when we sort of rebranded everything to Fox Homes and Fox Realty. And You've got a very pretty Instagram. Oh, thank you. I mean, seriously, though, you can follow them. It's just at Fox Homes, right? Fox Fox Homes Homes, MN. MN, okay. Um, But how, I mean, tell us a little bit, how how did all of the branding evolve? And do you guys kind of have a, a specialty? At this point, yeah, I I would say like we so all those years of helping buyers and sellers, Heather was doing builds and design work. And we went way out on a limb and did our first flip about seven years ago, almost seven years ago. We had not enough money to do it. We shouldn't have done it. Like, I don't know how we made it happen, but (laughs) we we did. Very broke by the time the end of the project was hoping it would sell. And it did. That's not at all stressful on a marriage or a business. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, and Heather was pregnant at the time. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, sure. It was Just a, to toss that in. Right. And, yeah. and this was the, this was one of the worst houses we've ever worked on too. It was a biohazard. So we almost oh. had to like keep Heather out of the house. It was that bad. I wore so. a mask when I was in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. But, um, so from there we started to do some flips just on the, fu- on the side. Like, you know, Heather and I always watched, you know, HGTV on, on the couch when we were first married and broke and just loved watching that. So we decided to do our first flip and um, it was on the side of our business. And then we were doing more and more. And some of our clients were saying, well, we love what you're doing, but we kind of want to be over in this neighborhood or we want this kind of a garage or something. Could you do one for us? Mm-hmm. And that was when the light bulb sort of went off and we said, oh, well, we could just, you know, kind of house hunt and do fixer uppers for our clients. Um, so that's where our world sort of collided. So how did you, how did HGTV find you? Yeah. Were you thinking about that when you no. were starting to flip houses? That's a really great no. question. We always <laughs> had people joke around to us like, oh, you guys should be on HGTV. And we uh, never, ever in a million years thought we would be. They contacted us. So it was actually, it's through a production company. Um, I believe from what we've heard, HGTV had put out a call for people in the Midwest. They mm-hmm. wanted to have some uh they call it talent i wouldn't necessarily say that's what we're yeah. considered but they call it talent they want a talent in the midwest You're on air yeah. Yeah. just go with and it they, go yeah. with it You're talented and they they um they contacted us and we thought it was a joke at first and yeah we actually i actually hung up i mean not hung up oh. on them but said no thank you oh, and thought funny. it was just a marketing call sure yeah but then we we went on a out on a limb and um doors just kind of kept opening through that process and that production company who we love by the way they're amazing and they helped us get to this point. So we, did you guys put together the formula for the show or did they sort of pitch the idea to you? It, well, it's yeah. it's really what we do. Um, so when we kind of sat down with them and talked about they they liked what we did. They liked our, you know, they saw Instagram and our blog and whatever else and kind of liked what we did. Um, and we sat down and figured out how we wanted it to look um, almost more than how they wanted it to look. We knew for our purposes, we didn't love the idea of doing a flip show. I love watching them. They're wonderful, yes. mm-hmm. but um, it's, you know, a lot of 
number focus and money yeah, focus. It's money. And, yeah, we, sure. we, we work with clients. That's what we do on a day-to-day basis. And we didn't want to do the classic, like we bought it for 200 and we put 50 in and here's how much money we made. Yay. Us. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like that just wasn't at all what we wanted to be. It's, we wanted a little more heart and like okay. creativity to it. Uh-huh. And I feel like you get that when you get to but do a project for a couple. So is, is the idea of this show though, where you're showing a couple what you can do to fix this particular show on HGTV. Now, obviously they're all kind of similar. Um, this one's kind of similar, but a little bit different. Um, so we go in to meet with this family. They love their neighborhood. They love the area that they're in. Um, but their house is not working anymore. Uh, first kid, second kid, sure. things change. And so the question is, um, will they stay in their current home and renovate that and do a big, mm-hmm. bold project to make this house work? Or will they sell and then go um, find something in the neighborhood, but something that they can keep them nearby right. because so it's kind of like love it or list it are you gonna like, kill me for saying yeah. that? no no, no. no we've, we've no, heard that a few yeah. times lately so, yeah yeah, yeah it, it is similar the the biggest thing is we are only going to do one project we won't do the the uh, other house and then their well and the other home. big difference is they have to decide up front so we'll know oh, the viewers oh. will know the the choice it's in not the first. so you're not I setting think, up that right. like it's not drama. a game show right. like yeah. that right. you know yeah um so once they make that choice then it's really about them their decisions heather's work uh my work on the construction all that stuff then you get to see the whole project play out so it's a little less game game show yeah like, yeah like, more like actual letters. design right yeah and you get to yeah. you get to follow heather and i around town to the different um artists and creatives that we work with and um it's kind of cool we get to see a lot of the twin cities and okay that wasn't enough time can you guys stick with us heather yeah. and brad can sure. you stay okay That's all fine. right we have to take a break we're coming back with another hour of shop girls we've got more questions for our future hgtv stars so don't go away it's next on shop girls 